Okay, welcome back to part two of the Mahatma Letters, and we are exploring El Moria, uh, one of the Wisdom Brothers and one of the Mahachohans, or Mahatmas, um, or great wisdom teachers of the Mahatma Letters, and um, he was one of the masters that uh, was corresponding. And the other one was Kotomi, or Master K.H. And uh, we are going to continue with Claire Prophet, Elizabeth Claire Prophet, uh, giving us uh, some inside information and a little bit of information on El Moria. Okay. This is part three of Lords of the Seven Rays. So I will explain them to you now, beginning with the diamond. The diamond is the first stone that is used by the Lord of the First Ray, but it is also used by the Lords of all of the rays. It comes down to us with a tradition of embodying the power of God. It is actually the highest vibrating crystal. All gems are crystal. In fact, all matter is crystal. The diamond is associated with kingship, priesthood, and power. In Sanskrit, it is called Vajra, which means thunderbolt. It has been called adamant, which stems from the Greek word adamus, signifying the unconquerable. In ancient times, the diamond was said to endow the wearer with superior strength, fortitude, and courage, to strengthen body and mind, induce purity and fearlessness, and defend against enemies. Edgar Cayce, in his readings, talked much about gems, and he said the diamond was good for attunement with infinity. It is definitely the focus of God's will and assists us in carrying the power and the alignment and balance of the Alpha Omega, Father, Mother, God, centered in this throat chakra. We speak of the diamond heart of Mary as the diamond heart of her devotion to the will of God. The lapis lazuli was believed to protect, strengthen, and counteract dark spirits. I have experimented with both the diamond and the lapis, and uh, I find the diamond to be exactly what it says it is. It does help you focus the power of God and strength uh, to fulfill your mission. It is a great protection also. With the lapis, you find it at a different level of vibration. It is a lower level of vibration, but it gives that strengthening and healing presence. When you wear a chain of lapis on your body, directly on your skin, and you can wear these things at night uh, as well as in the daytime, you will notice that there is a bringing together and an aligning of your inner forces in balance. Lapis has been seen as the emblem of chastity, Edgar Casey recommended it for general health, strengthening self-assurance, again, attunement to infinity. There was a Sumerian belief that the wearer of a lapis amulet carries with him the presence of a god, we would say, of an ascended master or a saint. The lapis helps to align the soul with its original blueprint that we went forth with from the central sun. Then there is the sapphire that is also used on the first ray. The Buddhists say it produces a desire for prayer, gives spiritual light, brings peace and happiness, as long as its wearer leads a moral life. That is because it embodies the law of God, which is the first ray, and that law demands of us that we serve it, and then it will turn and serve us. It calms the mind, gives awareness of cosmic realms, strengthens the will, the star sapphire is a focus of one's causal body. It is believed that star sapphires defend against evil eye and witchcraft. The focus of the sapphire itself as a protection throughout trials and temptations of life, I believe to be indispensable to those who serve with Archangel Michael. And I have seen that the sapphire attracts the rays of Sirius. Now you have 
Notice that I am wearing rings on each of my fingers, and I will explain this to you because it is an assignment from Saint Germain. These are not adornments, but they are tools or focuses of light. As we have shown you the seven chakras and the seven rays, so I would explain to you that your hands have chakras, and they are in the very center of the palm. These are five secret rays, and in these five points of his body, Jesus was also uh, marked in the crucifixion. The feet, the hands, and the side, which signifies the spleen. So the five secret rays then are actually individually released through the hands, through the fingers. Now when you extend your hands in this way, you are cupping them to receive the light of God. When you put them this way, you are sending out light. But that light is alpha, giving the light of your I am presence, and omega, plus, minus, father and mother. It is with this hand that you receive and this hand that you give, but you can bless with both hands. So some of you engaged in the healing arts, when you may work on patience, know then that you can receive directly through your I am presence light to pass into the body of those who need realignment in whatever way or whatever branch of healing you may be involved in. So these particular focuses that I have were directed uh, to me by Saint Germain. Uh, I, of course, have had no desire to own them. They are the property of the church. Uh, Church Universal and Triumphant, and they are definitely, as I see them, uh, the instruments whereby I do my work, and one of the things that I do is to hold healing services with the laying on of hands on individuals. And again, I am not a healer, but God is, and the masters will use these focuses to transmit a very special light. Elmoria's message then, if I could take a single paragraph from the Book of Lords uh, for you, is that, he says, Beloved hearts of light, you see that the return to discipleship is necessary, for a people have forgotten their God. They have not understood the true coming of Jesus, and therefore they do not understand why the saints have lived, why they have sacrificed, why they have left a record. Because the emphasis is not on you, but upon Christ nailed to a cross. This will afford you nothing unless you yourself realize that all that was in this Son of God can be yours. The preceding lecture was... Okay. That was the last video that from Elizabeth Clare Prophet... But now I want to read to you a little bit about what Yogi Raj, Yogi Raj Gurunath Siddhanath, says about El Moria. <clears throat> and El Moria, okay. Let's see. Okay. He's talking about the the inner government, what is known as the inner government. Excuse me. I will start here. It is titled the Mahavatar, the Maha Avatar, or Mahav- Mahavatar, Babaji, and his assistants. The Mahavatar means a great avatar. The doctrine of the avatar unfolds as we study the ancient scriptures of India. The Kalki Purana. It's one of the Puranas, is, uh, the Purana is an ancient treatise about the coming of the Kalki Avatara, or Maitreya, who shall restore spirituality on this earth and reinstate the solar dynasty. The Kalki Purana, the, bah- the Bahavishya 
Bavishya Purana. The Bavishya Purana is an ancient text prophesying future events. And the Chandogya Upanishad give us fascinating insights into the nature of this divine Shiva Kumar. Kumar is uh, a prince of Shiva or a son of Shiva or a prince, like it means prince. <clears throat> this divine Shiva prince. Loftier in spiritual stature than even the Purna Avatara. Purna Avatara. Purna means full or complete. Uh, fullness. In fullness. It is the opposite of empty. The Purna is the, uh, the Avatara. Is the Purna Avatara is the, is the complete Avatara. Is the, yeah, the complete Avatara. He goes by many names one of which is the eternal now meaning that for him there is no past present future in this world of relativity for him everything is in the now as his awareness comprehends relativity in the present moment this also shows that he is beyond the limitation of causation or of cause and effect. Space and time, as there is no such barrier in the eternal now, but out of his unfathomable compassion for humanity, an infinitesimal portion of his being is ever present to serve humanity as his larger self. Sacrificing the inconceivable bliss of God being for the countless suffering souls on earth, he is rightly called the great sacrifice. He is, uh, and I'm saying this right now, he is Param Purusha. He is the great sacrifice. Not only this, but he is also the ceaseless sacrifice beyond human comprehension. In the spiritual inner government of the world, he has with him three mighty Rudra Kumars, princes of Rudra, to help him with his work of evolving planets and humanities. Then assisting the Rudra Kumars are the 30 great beings of avataric stature. Their glorious bodies are created by Kriya Shakti. Kriya Shakti means um, Kriya is uh, activities and Shakti means power. And Kriya Shakti. And they were the ones who form the first spiritual hierarchy. 18 and a half million years ago, which in their consciousness is very recent. Some of the lofty Rudras, aspects of Shiva, of his hierarchy, are Sanatana, Sanandana, Sanaka Sujata, Lord Dakshinamurti, Dakshinamurti is a name for Lord Shiva facing the south. It is said that this sage was a youth, an eternal youth, and taught his disciples in silence. Lord Dattatreya, Adi Shankaracharya, Buddha, Lord Buddha, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Hermes, Hermes Trismegistus, Lord Patanjali. Patanjali is the master of yoga who authored the Yoga Sutras. Lord Kalki Maitreya and Lord Vaivashwat Manu. 
Vaivashvat Manu is the seventh Manu. There are 14 Manus, and Vaivashvat Manu is equivalent also known as, aka Noah. In the Bible, he is known as Noah. But Lord Vaivashvat Manu, he has he saved the seven Sapta, the, the seven Rishis, the, the Sapta Rishis, also known as the Chohans. The rays, the seven immortal rays. Okay. In the next echelon, we have the Chiranjeevs. The Chiranjeevs are immortals. Lord Parashuram. Lord Parashurama also aka known as Moses Lord Parashurama is Moses Lord Hanuman Ashwatthama Bali Vikramaditya or El Moria El Moria also known as Chandra Chandra Gupta Moria or El Moria the first emperor of India destined to be the future world king of the inner government of the world, the Manu Savarni of the sixth root race. The Manu Savarni is the eighth Manu. Okay, it's the next Manu that is to be, and the next Manu that is to be is the the Manu or the initiator or starter the beginning of the sixth root race which is this book is uh, has to do this book that is written by Yogi Raj has to do a lot with the sixth root race okay uh, Vikra Maditya or El Moria or El Moria, aka also known as Jnana Avatar Yukteswar. Sri Yukteswar is also El Moria was also Sri Yukteswar. As much as uh, okay, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, you heard her describing El Moria's previous lives is very. He, he came as various individuals including Chandra Gupta Maurya is the first emperor of India and also he came he incarnated as Gyanavatara Sri Yukteswar okay the next one is Devapi Devapi is Yogavatar Lahiri Mahasaya and Lahiri Mahasaya is spoken of in Paramahansa Yogananda's autobiography of a yogi. Okay, the next one is Arjuna. Arya Sang or Jwala Kula, quote unquote, the family flame. And Count Saint Germain. These are the Chiranjeevs, the immortals. The partial celestial manifestation of Shiva Goraksha Babaji appeared on earth 18 and a half million years ago at the beginning of the Vaivasvat Manvantar. The duration of the reign of the seven of the seventh spiritual king Vaivasvat Manu. who was the seventh Manu, or Noah. There are 14 such Manus in one Kalpa. A Kalpa is the lifespan assigned to our planetary system, or a day of Brahma. We are currently in the middle of the Shveta Varaha Kalpa, the world cycle of the white boar. He is now the silent watcher who directs all avatars and prophets in their evolutionary work and mission. 
The deeper nature of his own work is beyond our comprehension. Okay. I will let's look at the next reference to El Moria. There are several references here in this book. There's a lot of good stuff about El Moria. Let's see. El Moria 132 200 132 132 Okay El Moria Okay Ah uh, this is the most grossly misunderstood concept in the Ten Commandments, where people think that idol worship is only of physical statues. But people fail to understand that they are falling into a greater trap of worshiping their life forms of flesh. To get the souls out of this heresy of mistaken identity, was the task that Moses was not able to fully complete. Hence, he had to reincarnate as El Moria. So Moses, who was otherwise known as Parashuram, Parashuram incarnated as El Moria. Okay? El Moria, it says here 400 BC, was the first emperor of India who also incarnated as the legendary king Vikram Aditya in, in 57 BC, and then as King Arthur in 600 CE, and then the righteous king Shivaji, then as Gyanavatar Sri Yukteswar. It is this being who is destined to be the future Manu Savarni of our sixth root race, sixth root race. Vikra Maditya. Okay, hence he had to reincarnate as El Moria to complete what Moses did not complete. Vikra Maditya, and then Sri Yukteswar to set the score straight and put people on the right track to enlightenment. Here they will realize that they are divine souls and not corruptible bodies to be idol worshipped. The new commandment is humanity our uniting religion, breath our uniting prayer, and consciousness our uniting God. This is, this is by Yogi Raj Siddhanath. Okay, consciousness is the Atman, the Atman, but as we will learn, our uniting God is indeed actually Param Atman, but the Atman is also intimately connected with the Param Atman, the transcendental self the transcendental soul and uh, that is uh, what is taught in the Bhagavad, the Bhagavad Gita okay uh, no, no. Um, so it says here that uh, Moses was reincarnated or incarnated again but as El Moria, okay? And El Moria is, is said to be one of the masters talking in the Mahatma letters, okay? Corresponding with Master Katumi, or KH, Master KH. Okay, what else does Yogi Raj say about El Moria? 200, okay. Two hundred. Two hundred. Let's see. Turn to page two hundred. Two 
let's see. Uh, <laughs> okay. The inner government of the world. In the Indian pantheon, the four horsemen shall be as follows. On the first horse shall be Vikramaditya, or El Moria, the ideal king. The second horse shall be of King Devapi, or Kutumi, the ideal world teacher. The third horse will be ridden by Lord Vevashwat Manu, the present spiritual king to be succeeded by Vikramaditya, who is Yukteswar, the next Manu called Savarni. And riding upon the fourth horse shall be Maitreya, the Kalki Avatara, who will begin and accomplish his mission and pass on, pass on to higher realms. He will be succeeded by the world teacher Devapi, who is none other than Yogavatara Yoga Lahiri Mahasaya. It is of great value to know that our present Lord, Vaivashwat Manu, wrote and expounded the celebrated scripture called the Manav Dharma Shastra. It is called, also called the Manu Smriti, the fabric upon which is based the code of ethics, spiritual evolution, and its guiding principles. This lofty being, although embodied as an individual manifestation, is also the spirit of the Aryan fifth root race. The noble race from the country Aryavarta, presently called India. He holds office for a good 300 million years in the spiritual hierarchy of the inner government of the world. The Vaivashvat Manu had already prepared the causal mental and emotional bodies and when, ev and when evolution produced the human body, then the spirit of man as the sages of the fire mist through the lunar ancestors entered the human form of flesh. His term is now coming to an end, where he will hand over the reins of government beginning from 2012 to his successor, the Savarni Manu. Okay. Alright, let's see what else he says about El Moria. 212. 212. 212. Let's see. Vikramaditya in his former life was El Moria, the ancient emperor of India, the grandfather of Emperor Ashoka, and Bharat. Tari Nath was the King Devapi or Kutumi. Vikaramaditya El Moria, an ancient Rajput prince, stands to serve humanity and the new and upcoming race with great strength and serenity. Now let me look up something. Chohan uh, Dynasty. Chohan Dynasty. Chohan Dynasty. Uh, let's see. Okay. The Chohan, yeah. The Rajput tribes of Awad. The word Chohan is the vernacular form of the Sanskrit term Chahamana. Several Chohan inscriptions 
name a legendary hero called Chahamana as their ancestor, but none of them state the period in which he lived. The earliest extant inscription that describes the origin of the Chohans is the 1119 CE Sevadi inscription of Ratnapala, a ruler of the Nadula Chahamana dynasty. According to this inscription, the ancestor of the Chahamanas was born from the eye of Indra. The 1170 CE Bijolia rock inscription of the Chakambahari Chahamana king Someshvara states that his ancestor Samantaraja was born at Ahichahatrapura, possibly modern Nagore, in the Gotra of sage Vatsa. Okay, there's a lot more about the Jahamanas as a new lineage of warriors after the solar dynasty and the lunar dynasty had ceased to exist. Okay, but the, there is a Rajput, the Rajput, okay. An ancient Rajput prince, El Moria, an ancient Rajput prince. So it's, we're making, trying to make connections with the Chohans. This hero was Chohan. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to it, and I'll I'll investigate that later on. But on to El Moria. Back to El Moria. Okay. Stands to serve humanity, and the new and upcoming race with great strength and serenity. People in whom astrologically, the planet Mars, and the Sun star aspect are strong, favorably bring about the quality of valor, courage, and military genius, as well as Raja Yoga practice. The King Nath Vikramaditya will evolve into the future Manu Savarni of the sixth root race. He is destined to be the future spiritual king of our world. Presently, he is at work in his astral body on the coast of California, as well as the entire West Coast. It is an India-California connection. <laughs> I am of the same lineage as this spiritual master and doing the same spiritual work. He teaches Raja Yoga and is connected with Lord Shiva's power, majesty, and spiritual glory. The coming world teacher, which is who is said to be Katumi. He is to be the great world teacher and has to do with wisdom and Jnana Yoga. Okay, now I will say this. As we have embarked and embraced this term Jnana Yoga, Jnana Yoga, there are two paths, Jnana Yoga and Bhakti Yoga. Jnana Yoga is the tree of knowledge in the book of Genesis, none other than the tree that is in the midst of the Garden of Eden, the tree of knowledge, which is as was seen by, observed by Eve, uh, good for wisdom, and so they, they took they took the fruit of thereof of knowledge and it is also in Hebrew written not the tree of knowledge of good and evil 
but the tree of knowledge. Because everything God created, he said, he said everything that at the end that he said, he saw all that he created and it was very good. He considered it very good. So God considered it very good. And so it's impossible that the tree would be a tree of knowledge of good and evil. It, it wasn't so. It, it, there was no such thing as evil. He said it was very good. Everything he created was very good. So the tree of knowledge of is not correct. It's the translation is not correct. The, trans, uh, the, the transliteration of the Hebrew words are the tree of the knowledge of beauty and opposition. Beauty and adversary. So adversary implies competition and beauty implies beauty so it is the tree of the knowledge that brings you the tree of the knowledge that brings you beauty and competition no it is not a, 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 a beauty competition headed by Trump <laughs> It is not implying uh, Miss America competition, but it is the tree of the knowledge of beauty and competition. Meaning, uh, uh, meaning that God told Adam and Eve not to eat of that tree because it is the tree of Gyan Yoga, of Gyana Yoga, and. It is not, uh, yes, the snake said, oh, he doesn't want you to eat of that tree because you would become like one of us. You would become knowing, okay? You would know that, you know, you would know. Okay, the first, first thing I want to say, Adam and Eve were embarked and completely devoted as devotees, they were devoted to God in bhakta or bhakti yoga, in devotion to God, and in perfect harmony with God. And he, they, he, God even strolled with them through the garden. Adam and Eve strolled with God and spoke with him directly and walked with him directly with God. So. And they didn't lack for anything. They had everything. Perfect harmony. And perfect relationship with God. So God says, Don't go toward that tree and eat of that tree because you will die. And what does this mean? So they said, they made their own decision and they were always able to make their own decisions. But they made their own decision and said, no, we will, we will not take the advice of God. We will, take the, we will not take the advice of our Creator or our Father. We will eat this, this fruit. We will try this tree of the knowledge of beauty and, and competition and adversary. And so from that moment on, they became aware and so God said, well, now you have to eat. You, you, and they did die. They did die because they became aware and they had the knowledge of death. They had the knowledge of death, of meaning that they were aware of death. So God said, you have to uh, start anew. You have to go from here this complete garden is finished work. This complete work. And you have to go out of the garden and you have to go into a land where you will have to cultivate by the sweat of your brow and you will have to populate uh, painstakingly and suffering to populate and create because you have chosen 
to know. And you have to, in other words, in order to know something, you have to have a direct experience. And you have to then forevermore, after they take the, they took, they partook of the fruit of the tree of knowledge, they would forevermore wonder, how is it, how is it like that God came to be? How is it that uh, God came to create these things? How is it that, that, you know, they would wonder about their divinity. They would wonder about how things were done. And they would never, they would not, well, ultimately, they would come back around to devotion again. But they would, they were, they would be, uh, they would be led by curiosity. They would always be guided by curiosity and say, how, and how, how, how is this possible? And how is this? And how is that? And so like children, they had to experience it on their own and experience it directly as their own uh, as their own creation and as you know raising the children of their own and you know making a, a place of their own and so humanity uh, uh, evolved and started to go along the process of evolution through learning through knowledge through the process of jnana yoga or or union with knowing or knowledge or seeking knowledge this is what jnana yoga is okay so i'll go on with what yogi raj says he is destined to succeed maitreya the present world teacher and disciple of the supreme sage parashar it is prophesied in the Kalki Purana and Vishnu Purana. The Vishnu Purana is an ancient text according to the Vaishnava philosophy. That these two mighty beings, Vikramaditya of the Solar Dynasty and Naga Arjun of the Lunar Dynasty, by their power of tapas and yoga, tapas is austerities and yoga are alive throughout the ages and shall establish a spiritual world beginning from the dawn of this millennium. Yaga, Naga, Naga Arjun's work is to do with the vibrations of the planet Mercury and the moon. The divine work of both these lofty beings shall reach its zenith when the zodiac signs of Leo and Aquarius shall be opposite to one another. Um, and uh, the age of Aquarius, is, we are now in the age of Aquarius, and the age of Aquarius is when Leo and Aquarius shall be opposite, are opposite to one another. We are currently in that age. Okay, so let's see what else. 215. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. El Moria, let's see. El Moria. The Kalki avatar will be accompanied by two mighty assistant avatars. The first will be the Manu Savarni, whom people know as the King Vikramaditya, victorious son, quote unquote victorious son. Some know him as El Moria, and to some he is known as the divine Sisodia Gulal, Gulablal Singh. <laughs> but there is a mystery in this which try as we may we cannot resolve hence we are not making the endeavor to do so whatever this is the ideal king who will be accompanying 
the lofty Kalki Avatara. Also, accompanying him will be the divine priest who was in his former lives the King Devapi, mentioned in the classic Indian epic Mahabharata. Mahabharata. Devapi was also known as the Rishi Kotumi, who is destined to be the spiritual preceptor and world teacher. Okay, 217. These two lofty initiates of the inner government of the world are themselves being evolved to take on a higher office in internal, internal world affairs. Al Moria, called Vikramaditya, shall succeed the former King Vaivashvat Manu to become the next King Savarni Manu. Devapi, called Katumi, shall succeed the Kakiyavatara to become the next world teacher, the sixth secret Buddha. As the Kakiyavatara Maitreya is from the Tushita heaven, of Rishi Manjushri, the King Devapi too traces his source thence. Even now, okay, the inner work of Vikramaditya and Bahartahari, even now on the inner spheres of the conscious minds of humanity, the two great kings are at work. Devapi, the king of the lunar dynasty, and El Moria Vikramaditya, the king of the solar dynasty, at the behest of Kalki Avatara and Babaji Mahavatara, are at work on the western coast of America. The Californian border is very receptive to this transformative spiritual work being done by those masters very patiently and carefully. Okay, 273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273273
Lord Vaivashvat Manu, also known as Noah in the West, will pass the great laws of the Manava Dharma Shastra to Lord Yukteswar, who was Moses the lawgiver in his former incarnation, and will be the Manu Savarni in the future. The new commandment will begin with the key word of unity of humanity and its consciousness. Sri Yukteswar is currently working in his celestial body in Hiranyaloka, the golden heaven, to advance souls beyond there, the Nirikalpa Samadhi. He is simultaneously working in another body and mind to initiate Kriya Yoga and evolve all terrestrial beings. He is presently working incognito on the western coast of California and in and is in no way concerned whether people know him or not, but is absolutely certain that Kriya Yoga, the sacred science of evolution and peaceful coexistence will encircle the globe. It is he in future who will don the mantle of the Manu Savarni, spiritual king, when the Kalki Avatara descends for his work approximately 499 years hence. So we're talking about 500 years, 500 years late, uh, 500 years from or 499 years to be precise from let's say 2012 the new Manu Savarni the new Manu will come and take over he is the spiritual king wow that is great that is amazing that is so Awesome. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. So this is what Yogi Raj Gurunath Siddhanath has said about El Moria. And it is almost a, about an hour. Um, and I'll end it here. This is... The second part of the episode has to do with El Moria and who he is. And we got to know a little bit about Master Kutumi. And we will then continue the next episode reading the letters as they are written in correspondence between the two masters, El Moria and Master Kutumi. Thank you for joining in and good night.